computer just to make sure we should be good. Okay, we're we're live. While you do that, I'll go ahead and introduce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, so just plug it in and I'll start the introduction. <laughs> All right. Okay, so welcome to Roasted Conversations. This is the Military Spouse Edition. And today is our first ever episode of Roasted Conversations. I'm super excited about it. Um, so I'm your host, Melissa. I'm the owner and founder of Southern Sweet and Sassy, a military spouse and veteran-owned Roasted Table Coffee Company. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Amy. Um, she is the owner and founder of Tiny Tot Soccer, as well as the author of I Will Be Okay, Adventures of a Military Kid. I think that's amazing. Um, and a, a Marine spouse of 11 years, mom to three boys, super crazy, and so much more. So let's just get to know her and ask her some questions. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, thanks for having me. So, uh, I think you kind of sum, summed it up, but um, we are currently stationed in at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. um, my husband hits his 20 year mark this year, actually, but we got married 11 years ago. Um, we have three little boys, ages nine, six, and four now. Um, and we always kind of joke we have our own mini United Nations because my nine year old was born in Illinois, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. um, because my husband was deployed, so I had gone home. And so um, my husband actually watched the birth on Skype from Afghanistan. Skype tells oh, you how wow. long it was, right? So, long. <laughs> um, so he was born in Illinois. My middle, who's six, was born in Japan. And then my four-year-old was born in Hawaii. So we're kind of all over the place. Um, so that's a little bit about the family. Of, I'm a lifelong soccer player. Well, actually... Not a lifelong. I didn't start playing until I was in high school. Um, mm -hmm. That's the first time I had ever touched a soccer ball because mm -hmm. soccer was not big in my hometown and um, wasn't even around for girls yet at all. And so it was our first high school team ever in the history of our high school. And so I was like, okay, I play basketball. I put, you know, I'm like, sure, I'll play. And that's kind of how it was. Like, I'll start. <laughs> Ended up being the sport I loved the most. Um, so I got to play in high school. I played in college, was captain of the teams, all conference, that good stuff. Um, and then I got to play afterwards professionally for the Cincinnati Ladyhawks. So um, so to say I have some soccer experience that goes into tiny troop soccer, I think we have all, I have all that covered. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have two that have played soccer for years mm -hmm. and my oldest, he's 15 now. And he started when he was three years old. And um, so he's, I mean, it's been more so wreck. So we're hoping and crossing our fingers that this next season, when he gets into high school, mm -hmm. that he'll be able to be a part of the high school team. Um, but oh, when they get up there in age and they're playing soccer, I'm the mama in the stands, just like, is there going to be a hospital visit today? <laughs> because they are hardcore, <laughs> really yeah. hardcore. Just don't be the mom that runs on the field. Like your sons will never forgive you for that. So just write your tongue and stay on the side until like if the medics call you over or something, then just stay on the side. 
Yes, yes. Definitely not the crazy mom on the field, at least. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, you know, outside of you doing soccer when you were younger, what kind of sparked your interest to getting into youth sports development? Well, it's funny. I actually didn't have an interest in youth sports development. Um, my lifelong career aspiration was, was to work for a community relations department with a professional team. And so that's where I had my sights set. Um, Enter my husband, my Marine Corps husband. So we actually met um, while he was on recruiting duty in my hometown in Illinois. Um, and I was working for the Boys and Girls Club at the time. And he was recruiting and our tables, our booths were next to each other. And so that's how we ended up dating. And so uh, we went on our first date and I said, well, hey, just so you know, I'm moving to Florida next year. I'm going to work for the I'm working at the Jaguars. And he said, OK, well, I'm leaving for California. And we're like, OK, fast forward a year. Right. I'm in California, married in California. Um, and now I'm in I'm in Jacksonville, North, but North Carolina, not Florida. Um, but I guess the youth aspect, I've always had an interest in youth. I just said I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. I've always volunteered. I was a big sister with big brothers, big sisters. So I've always loved to give back to the youth community. Um, and I volunteered at my local rec, uh, our soccer complex back home and stuff, but that wasn't my core passion. Um, but then once we moved to Okinawa and I had my first son and then I was pregnant with my second, I saw there was really a need for programming for young kids. And so um, it actually kind of came out of a necessity of me being career minded and wanting a job um, because that had drastically changed right from these professional uh, aspirations to nothing at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of just came together that that's what I would do. That's amazing. So how hard was it in this startup to kind of get that kicked off to become, you know, um, something that families would want to enroll their kids in? Yeah. So we, when I first started doing it, we actually had another spouse who was coaching a couple soccer sessions and she's like, Hey, we're moving. Would you want to coach? And I'm like, no, I'm pregnant. Like not, you know, not even on my radar or nothing. And then finally I was like, yeah, I might as well. I don't really have anything else to do. And I know how it is sitting at home with my son right now with nothing to do for him or for me. And so, um, so I started it and then I just, completely created a program out of it. Um, and then more and more families wanted to start participating. Um, I will say in Okinawa, there's very limited things for kiddos to do. So that may have sparked it kind of over there. Um, but, you know, we had a fun physical activity. Everyone could get out of the house. And then we grew, which really sparked my passion for military spouse employment. Um, you know, I always say, I can't give you the maybe like 60,000 you were making before, but you can get out of the house, get back to doing soccer and, you know, contribute monetarily to your family a little bit and just give yourself a sense of self-worth, you know, just build that back up because as spouses that can be taken away sometimes uh, are, are hard to find lost, hard to find something. Um, <laughs> so once the coaches I had started PCSing, so started moving everywhere, Mm -hmm. I thought there's really a need for programming for this age of kids near a lot of the bases. Um, and so that's how it started. So I never pictured it being what it is today, but it's eventually, it just keeps growing. 
That's amazing now. You know, I mean, I think all kids, regardless of where they're at, needs to have some sort of outlet or some sort of, you know, activity that they're able to get into. And it's really good for military families, you know, to have their kids be in something because it is really hard to move from place to place and having to start over. Um, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, like you said, it's really important that our military kiddos mm -hmm. um, have equitable access to play. So what I mean by that, it's not the same as I stay in the same house my whole life and I get to sign up, sign up for the same team every year. And, you know, I'm with the same kids and the same team and there's always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. There's not always an opportunity for military mm -hmm. kids to play or, um, you know, with my program, we have monthly registration periods. So we do that because mainly because most of our kids are military. And so we don't right. want them to have to miss out. You know, how many times did somebody PCS and you miss sign up? So now you can't play for four more months until that season starts again, or you're going home for a month of leave and mom, so mom and dad don't want to pay for that. And so you just can't play that season, right? So we do it. If you want to play for one, you know, July, and then you take off August, but you play in September, whatever it is, we want to be there when military mm -hmm. kids play because it is so critical to provide them with the physical activity. Um, you know, childhood obesity rates are so high. So we need mm -hmm. them out from a young age. Um, and I always tell my coaches, we are trying to get them to fall in love with play, like in general, mm -hmm. playing, yeah. with being outdoors. Um, and of course, hopefully a love for soccer, right? But we're trying to build mm -hmm. that developmental foundation that, hey, I like being outside. I like moving. This is fun, which, you know, benefits them for their entire life. So um, that's kind of our focus with with what we do. Yeah, especially now in this day and age where it's these kids are so focused on electronics and being mm -hmm. indoors and not, you know, going outside. I mean, when I was a kid and I'm not sure about you, but my mom, it was you are outside or you're inside doing chores. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have your choice. Um, but she always wanted us outside and get the sunshine and play with your friends. And there were times when, um, we were just outside being bored, but we were outside. I mean, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I don't ever remember just sitting inside the house playing on these electronic devices. And, mm -hmm. um, so things have changed, but yeah, there, it's definitely good that there is something that, you know, gets, especially the younger crowd out mm -hmm. so that they don't start becoming used to, you know, being in the house with just electronics to do. Yeah. 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 It benefits them and the parents because the parents are having me get outside. Um, and even if, so with our two-year-olds, a parent participates with them. So that actually gets them up and moving. And we have them crawling like bears, just like the kiddos are. So mm -hmm. they're so fun. And if they get their exercise too, but even just like, you know, a social aspect for, um, for adults, you know, like sometimes moving to a new base, most of the time you don't know anyone, right? So this also right. gives an opportunity where, you know, like every every week you see the same person sitting in the same spot and you're like, oh, is that your daughter's, you know, and sparks a conversation mm -hmm. between them as well. So that's yeah. nice. That's awesome. Um, so I guess what kind of gave you the idea for to author a children's book? Like where did that come around? It's kind of as random as it sounds. It is as random as it sounds. So, um, in my book, so uh, here I have a, an author's copy. I will be okay. Uh, Adventures of a Military Kid. So really it's explaining 
kind of what I just said. So it doesn't say mm -hmm. tiny troop soccer, but the it, it's going about Roman, which is my oldest son. You know, his daddy's deploying it, saying how he's feeling like this really stinks. But then it goes into, okay, well, mom got me into a new thing and I'm not sure about this because it's new people, new places, but I learned soccer. I met a friend and his mom's actually deployed like my dad. So, okay, you know, and grandma's going to come soon. So, um, and I give a lot of resources in it that talks about the importance of physical activity, particularly during times of stress for our kids. They can't always vocalize, I'm sad because daddy left, or I'm mad because mom's gone, or why doesn't Grammy live near me anymore? You know, they can't always say these things. Right. And, um, someone put it so well to me once a couple of years ago, they say, you know, all the emotions you have during your spouse's deployment or if they're mm -hmm. TDY or whatever it is, all that you're dealing with, the kids dealing with the same thing and they just have a lot less tools to deal with it. So, you know, how hard is it for me as a older adult? Um, and, you know, so I just wanted to make a resource that it isn't just like, I'm sad and, you know, but it's like, okay, let's see what can we do to help them in a non-traditional way, you know, like outside of counseling and things, which are also important, but what can we help them to do? And this is something, like I said, that benefits their whole self and it helps pass the time. Having something, you know, I have soccer next week and soccer next week, it gives you you know, for anyone who's been through those separations, it gives you something to look forward to. And that's another week that's gone past. Right. And so before you know it, daddy's coming home or Grammy's coming to visit, which is what's shown here in the book. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. When my kids were younger and my husband was in, we didn't have any resources like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the way that your, you know, your friend described it, um, in a way, it's kind of powerful because if you think about it, you know, we do have all these stressors on us as a military spouse when our spouse is deployed. Um, but it's like we also have the understanding where the children, you know, they have somewhat of the same stressors, but they don't fully understand, mm -hmm. you know, so they're it's like, where do they you know, where do they go or how can you help them understand Um so that that's that's a really good resource for them. Um, it's it's almost like <laughs> I really wish something like that was around when my kids were younger. And that's like all these other organizations that you're seeing that really helps military spouses and families and veterans. And you're like, um, we're so long out of being retired. <laughs> it's like, where was this for us? Yeah. You know? Even the just 11 years I've been in, I've seen the family programming and the focus on families mm -hmm. is starting to shift um, mm -hmm. because, you know, the, the goal of the military is service member readiness. And they realize mm -hmm. that having a home life where, you know, things aren't settled does in fact mm -hmm. affect service member readiness. And so I think they're starting to realize the importance of um, providing the families, the spouse and the children with resources um, to help them get through these times, help them understand um, more things. Like uh, my husband starts work up soon. He's on a mew, um, which, okay, a ship, like, I guess, you know, I don't know. He's on a ship for people who don't know. So he'll be starting a ship. But anyhow, prior to the deployment, there's six months of one week training here and three weeks gone here. And so, you know, just in and out for six months and then gone, gone for six months. Well, um, the, 
I don't know the rank, excuse me, Lieutenant Colonel or something of the <laughs> unit. I, I swear I'm married to him. Whatever it is. Was on Lieutenant a, Commander. <laughs> was on, uh, did a Facebook Live mm -hmm. in the private spouses group that we have. So one, private spouses group, that's a step up. Two, mm -hmm. him actually getting on and personally saying, hey, yeah. this is what it's going to look like. And even for me as a veteran spouse, it gave me realist, realistic expectations because sometimes, you know, I, I fully understand that my husband doesn't have control over schedules and things like that. But my irrational mind is like, just call them and ask when the date's going to be right. Like this is rocket science. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so, you know, just something as small, you know, he was on there for 15 or 20 minutes and just saying, Hey, this is what you can expect. You know, this is the type of communication you can expect or not expect. Um, these are resources that we have for you. Like that's such a step up. It's such a progression from, like I said, even when I started just 11 years ago. Yes, it's definitely, it's definitely a step up. We didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad that, you know, the families um, have something like that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has your experience as a military spouse been? <laughs> uh, for, from which angle, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I'll kind of wrap it all in. If you need to cut me off, let me know. So um, the, fir the first challenge I had was my career. I was mm -hmm. very career oriented my whole life. It was, oh, if I get married and have a husband, like, great, he'll add to whatever I have going on. Um, and we got married later in life when we were both 28. And so we kind of had established lives, you know, at this point. And like I said, I was I was going to work for a pro team. I have a master's in sport management. So that's where I was headed. Clear, very clear vision. Right. And mm -hmm. marrying my husband, uh, I always say, yes, I knew I had to leave a job. I did not realize I had to leave my career, which mm -hmm. when you're career focused, that's a big issue. And not only did I leave my career, I went to a new state, literally knew nobody. He deploys two months later, you know, so it's just like this sequence of events. And I always I always say no wonder military marriages fail because you're I mean, you're hit hard from the beginning. And a lot of people get married a lot younger than what we were. So, you know, we were even more mature and it was still that hard. And so. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I had gone to a conference um, in Okinawa and it was at a church. It was a MOPS mother preschoolers group. And the lady speaking was the wife of a retired um, Navy guy. And she said, you know, I would when back in the day, there's all we had young kids and stuff and I had to leave my job. And she said, but finally, I said, either I can stay resentful, resent him, resent this marriage be miserable, make him miserable, and then we're not going to have a marriage. So she said, did I have a right to feel that it was unfair and that I didn't like this? She said, yeah, I did. You know, we, I did have the right. However, you have a choice. And so hearing that made me think I have a choice, right? And I need to make that choice because I could very easily go the other way and say, bad idea. I'm done. Headed back. Right. Um, right. So, um, and not saying that I instantly got over the resentment because it did take a while. Um, now we can kind of joke about it. You know, he's like, oh, mm -hmm. you can see that mansion with that football player right now. I'm like, sure, <laughs> God, sure God, stupid love. Right? Um, but, 
So that was one aspect of it. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about military spouse employment mm -hmm. because I feel like we've sacrificed a lot. And of course, it's a choice. Like I've, I'm choosing this. I'm fully aware of that. Right. Uh, there are things that I mean, I didn't know. So, you know, mm -hmm. don't ever let anybody say you knew what you're getting into. That's 1000 percent. No. <laughs> However, I choose my husband. And so right. with my husband comes these things. And so I either deal with them or I get out of the marriage, which, you know, I'm not going to do. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of one side of it. But like a positive <laughs> side, I always wanted to visit Hawaii. I thought, oh, mm -hmm. maybe one day I'll visit Hawaii. And I got to live in Hawaii for three yep. years. So there are some amazing experiences. When we were in Japan, um, I ended up playing futsal, futsal which is a, a type of indoor soccer. And I was the only American on the team. Um, there was one gal who spoke like some English, one mm -hmm. who spoke fluently, but that was it. And so we would do practices and stuff. And I have literally no idea what anybody's saying, but it was so cool to see how sports transcended culture because we could play together. We were having fun. We knew what each other meant and stuff, but we had no idea. Uh, and so we created that experience for the kids as well. So we did some soccer sessions with Japanese kids and the American kids. And it was really cool for the parents too, because you don't always interact with other cultures. So um, I'm sorry, Melissa, I just went off all off. No. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, military spouse experience. So it's been, it's been about as crazy as I just sounded. Yeah. Totally like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never really know, you know, what you're what you're signing up for when you when you marry a military spouse. I mean a military member. Like you don't. Um but I mean mine, you know, we it was different. We were both in the military. Okay. And then, yeah. And so then I got out and became the military spouse. <laughs> so right. it was still a transition going from, <laughs> you know, being the sailor to being the spouse. Um but because I was on the other side, I guess I think that kind of prepared me a little bit, but mm -hmm. it still wasn't easy. You know, it still wasn't yeah. easy. It still was hard. I still had to go through the same emotions, go through, you know, the same deployments as everybody else being mm -hmm. left out of the communication loop, you know, and trying to find answers. I mean, so it's, you know, it's just still, if you think about it, I mean, you become a spouse, but you really don't know until you experience it. No, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I knew, like, I support our troops. Woohoo. That's what I knew. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, years mm -hmm. later, here we are. And even my family say, wow, like, who would have known? Like, no one would ever thought, mm -hmm. you know, just different things that you learn. Like, nobody right. would have ever thought that. I'm like, yeah, you just don't know. It's like a whole different world, which, then people say transitioning out, you're back yeah. into the world that's kind of foreign now because you've been out of it oh, yeah. for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and I've heard a lot of people who have, like you, gone from active duty to spouse. And they're like, whoa, completely different. Like you said, the communication, mm -hmm. I think, is the big key. Um, one example, so I hated the word dependent. Like if that was the most opposite of anything I've ever been raised or taught or felt. So that already rubbed me the wrong way from the get go. Um, and then once I he was deployed, I went to the dentist and they said something. He had to do something. And I'm like, well, I'm I need to go to the dentist. And, so, and they were like, 
well, we, and I can't remember what it was, but they, you know, they're like, well, we need him to do something. I'm like, okay, well, he's gone. So they're like, well, can you call him? I'm like, you could try to find him in Afghanistan if you want, but I don't think, you know, and I'm like, I'm 28 years old. I've lived 28 years without him. Mm -hmm. I go to the dentist by myself. So that was a transition <laughs> in there as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what has been your favorite duty station so far? Oh, definitely Hawaii. I know I just said that. Um, man, just it's so majestic. You know, like driving over the bridge and you see all these natural waterfalls coming. The temperatures mostly great the whole time. The water's warm. And I just, it, there's truly that aloha spirit. I just felt like people were kind. It was so laid back. Um, you could just, I just felt like it was peaceful, just mm -hmm. slow down. And everyone I know that's left there, we all feel like there's, like, we're like, that was like a part of me. I, I need to be back there. It's just so, I don't even know mm -hmm. how to explain that. And so now when I watch Moana, I'm like, I know how you feel like if I could see like the, the islands. I'm like, I love it. I just, I feel like I'm Moana sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So you, you guys were stationed at Kaneohe. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. We were stationed over there. Um, we were at the West Lock over in Eva Beach. And okay. then um, that's where we met. And then when I got out, he got restationed over in Pearl Harbor on a ship. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we had about two back-to-back -back duty stations there. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's definitely an experience mm -hmm. um, packed on H1 and H2. <laughs> really yeah. packed on the highways. <laughs> but it is, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, I, yeah, I, think everybody needs to experience Hawaii at one point in time. Stay away from Waikiki. <laughs> it's That's a trap. I say, if you're visiting, I'm like, no, don't go there. No. I'm like, you need to go there for like a day. So you went to Waikiki, right? But like, you need a vacation. Like that is not true Hawaii. I'm like, no, no I don't get it. You need to go into like the local spots and the areas. Mm -hmm. I used to have this book uh, when, so when I first got there, there was a book that I purchased and it was like this yellow book, but it was um, all the local hotspots, okay. the waterfalls that you can mm -hmm. walk to. And my husband and I, we, we walked to some of the waterfalls on Oahu, um, just the different beaches that are more local instead of touristy. Um, just so many different things that you can go and visit. And it's a perfect book for anybody going. Yeah. Um, stay away from the tourist side. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But the yeah. one, the downside about it is that it's ruined waterfalls for me for life. Like people are like, oh, oh, this waterfall or oh, this rainbow. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's not really rainbow. <laughs> no, so now nothing's as beautiful. So I'm like, ah, no, sorry, don't see it. Like, yes. <laughs> so what advice would you give an incoming military spouse? Um, Again, I would say you have a choice. You have a choice to make a duty station as horrible as it may feel when you first get there, or you have a choice to get outside of your comfort zone, go to the potluck that the random person invited you to that you have no, you know, nobody and you are so uncomfortable and nervous. Um, you know, force yourself to get out and do those things because it's so easy to fall into the, I don't know anyone. 
which equals depression, which, you know, you're by there, you're there by yourself, which again is going to affect your marriage. And then, so it's your attitude. And, and so you have to have a good attitude and it's going to be what you make it. Um, also, search those resources. There's so many resources now for spouses, so many Facebook groups. Um, you know, they have the links class in the Marine Corps that kind of gives you a crash course on the military, uh, which they've updated since I've done it. Um, because yeah. I was kind of like, eh, like, I don't know about this. Um, it was good information. And now they've right. updated them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also career wise, you also have to think outside of the box a little bit. Um, you know, if you're on base, you're restricted in a lot of things you can do. However, don't accept the no. Um, I always say respectfully give the why not. Okay, well, how can I make this happen? Well, who else can I talk to? <laughs> you know, so um, so have a good attitude. Choose your attitude. Ha- you know, have a, uh, make that choice to be positive and seek out the resources that are now available. Yes, amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me tonight. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. And like I said, sorry if I, I go all over the place, but again, that's <laughs> of the military life, right? You're here, you're there. Yeah, I mean, that just makes good conversation. So, <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> All right. All right. So I want to tell everybody, thank you for watching this live video stream tonight. Um, The next episode is going to feature Wendy, the owner of Charlie Madison Originals. And keep an eye out on Instagram and Facebook for when that's going to happen. All right. Bye for now.